Hello, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Mary. And I'm Bailey. And this is Two Lost. Lost. Episode two, action. So excited for this one. Me too. I'll admit, episode one was a tad um, painful, I think, to talk about ourselves a lot, but it had to be done. It had to be done, and hopefully from now on, it will just keep getting better. Yeah. Now that we know what we're doing, kind of. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit better at least. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now we can finally start sharing some of the things that we wanted to share, which is why we started this in the first place. Mm -hmm. So So with that, today's episode is going to be all about the number one question that we get from people, which is how do you afford to travel so much? But before that, we thought it'd be fun to start basically every episode with a ritual of reading our Google Momentum quote. And if you haven't heard of Google Momentum, it's this add-on that you can have to Google Chrome that when you open your browser, it pops up with a beautiful photo from somewhere in the world and then a quote that goes along with it. And I've had it on my computer for a while. When I was working my desk job, it was one of the highlights of my morning to open it up and be like, ah, where is my photo today? What's my quote? Bill, you're a big fan of it too now, I know. Yeah, Mary introduced me to it probably uh, about five months ago, maybe. We're also a big fan of sharing our quotes with each other. I think that's so fun when you get a quote that really um, pertains to your day or where you are in life. And it's just fun to see what they have for you since it's random each day. And the picture as well. Yeah, it's beautiful. So. So I'd love to share mine today. I think it really speaks to me. It says, the only way to do great work is to love the work you do. And that's from the late, great Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. And I love this quote because I feel like this is something that we talk about a lot, which is how can we make money doing what we love? Mm-hmm. I think that's the ultimate goal for a lot of people in life, but it's so much easier said than done. Definitely agree with that. So much easier said than done. Um, and that kind of ties into one of the reasons we decided to start a podcast, not necessarily because we think we're going to make a lot of money, but just because it's something that we both thought would be really fun and so far it has been really fun just sitting down and talking about ideas that we can share and hopefully helping other people who want to travel um, because traveling is one of our passions and we hope to help other people who want to do it as well. Yeah and I think that also ties nicely into the theme of today's episode which is talking about budget travel and Basically, I think a lot of times when people see on social media, they might assume, oh, this person's traveling all the time. They're always doing cool things. They must have so much money Mm -hmm. or their parents give them money or whatever. But if people saw our bank accounts... (laughs) Yeah, they'd feel bad for us, I think. (laughs) Um, But that doesn't stop us. Right. So with that, we kind of wanted to talk about how we travel on a budget and how you can travel on a budget as well, probably having even more money than we make. So... Yeah, so just imagine if you had a bit more than we do, (laughs) you could go anywhere. (laughs) No, but we're going to give you all of our helpful travel tips for traveling cheaply. And with that, let's go ahead and get into it. Okay. Not all of this will pertain to only international travel, but much of it does because that's mostly what we're doing right now. Right. But but you can also use these tips, apply them at home if you want to take a trip somewhere. Mm A little side note, if you didn't listen to the first episode, we are currently living in Spain, which makes it really easy for us to travel around Europe because if you aren't familiar with Europe, it is generally really affordable once you're already here to take trains or flights. You can find really, really good cheap flight deals a Mm -hmm. lot of the time, a lot cheaper than in the United States. So I think people who maybe haven't traveled to Europe always see us like flying and traveling and they're thinking like that's the same as America prices when in reality we've found flights for as cheap as like $15 sometimes. Yeah. So 
that's a, another um, fact to consider. Also, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to mention if you didn't know. Yeah, that we good are point. in Spain. Good point. Okay, so first we're going to talk about flights. We're going to talk about what websites we like to use to find cheap flights, what days we find are generally the cheapest to buy your flights, and then what days are usually the best to fly. Perfect. Yeah. So over the past few years, the website I've been using the most is probably Google Flights. I like a lot of the features. It's super clean, easy to look at. And I know you have a different website that you use though, Mm -hmm. right? I'm a really big fan of Skyscanner, which generally we find the same flights when we're both looking and Mary's using Google Flights and I'm using Skyscanner. Um, Usually we find like the same ones anyways, Mm -hmm. but I like it because you can do the everywhere feature. So if you want to type in an airport where you want to fly out of and you're just looking for like a quick weekend trip to anywhere, you don't care where, or you're just kind of trying to find where you might want to go, you can do that option, which I really like. And it has a lot of um, airline providers on there. So it will give you like 52 different airline providers with all of the cheapest and you can arrange it by um, cheapest, best option, which is usually like the one that is not super expensive and is not going to be super long or the shortest amount of time. Yeah, I think what both of those platforms have that I love is the filters feature where you can decide maybe you are okay with some layovers or you want a layover because that's a great way to see a Mm -hmm. different city in between or you only like to fly this certain airline because you have points with them or something. Mm -hmm. I like the flexibility in that filter. And Google also has the everywhere feature. And I think that's so fun. It's, I think, one of my addictions is Mm -hmm. to go on there and pick a weekend date that I know I have free and see where can I go for really cheap. I love that. It's so fun. Speaking of layovers, another good website to use is called Skiplagged. And that's a website that kind of, it gives you the cheapest flights with layovers. So for that one, you can find, maybe you can find a really cheap um, international flight from the United States to Paris or United States to London, but you'll have like three layovers on along the way and it might take you like 48 hours to get there, but it's a really cheap flight. So if you're not, if you don't care about layovers or maybe you're looking for a layover, mm-hmm. for example, maybe you want to have a layover yeah. somewhere. I, I did know. one. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things I did on my way over to Spain last year well, first I went to Ireland, but there was a layover with Wow Air. They are no longer <laughs> in use, which is sad. But it stopped in Reykjavik, Iceland. So I had, I think, 18 hours there, and I had never been to Iceland. And I got to see Reykjavik. I went to the Blue Lagoon, which I had seen online for years and had wanted to go. And for me, it was so worth it. It was so fun. I rented a car. I stayed in a cheap place by the airport, but I got to really maximize my time. And that flight was so cheap over to Ireland. Didn't you see the northern lights and i saw the northern lights and i want to go back yeah i really want to go to iceland that's on my list for sure yeah but But yeah that's a perfect example of how you can turn a really long layover into something really cool Mm -hmm. so i love that i think the biggest theme of everything we're going to share in this episode is flexibility do you Mm -hmm. agree oh yeah definitely like being flexible with the days you can fly being flexible with how early you might have to wake up or what airports you fly into or fly out of maybe they're a little bit farther being flexible with you know travel plans everything so mm-hmm. i'd say that's a really good theme for this episode is just flexibility yeah yeah exactly like even where you're going because one of my other favorite websites is scott's cheap flights which i could rant and rave about it forever i am the biggest fan because it's free they also have a premium subscription but essentially you go on this website and you sign up 
with your home airport and they will email you flight alerts when flight prices are either dropping or sometimes there's an error and the, the flight is supposed to be $1,000 and on accident it's entered into the system as $100. So you can go on and get the flight quickly and it's such a good and a bad thing because I would get the notifications every day and see this insanely cheap flight somewhere and be like, okay, I have to go. I'm going to buy this. But what I like too about that is that you are buying the ticket yourself. It's not like one of those websites that seem sketchy where you don't know. Mm, like oh, a third provider website. Yeah. 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 So you go on and he puts on directions and it's usually to Skyscanner, Google Flights, Mamondo. He says, these are the dates where these flights are the cheapest. And then you go on, find it and book it. Mm-hmm. Is that so one I more for, that. would you say that's more for Europe international or more for the United States? International. Yeah. I don't think I see flights within the U.S. on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's how I've booked a few international trips. Like I booked round trip back to Australia for I think $700 during uh, summertime, like prime time mm-hmm. to go there. And if you fly, if you've flown from the U.S. to Australia, you know that that is a long, expensive flight. And I was able to find a really good deal through Scott's Cheap Flights. Mm-hmm. So I'm obsessed. Big fan. Um, another thing maybe we can quickly mention is, I don't know if we want to talk about it in this episode but your travel rewards credit card that's a huge huge thing for Mm -hmm. flights that kind of ties into flights and travel rewards and points and stuff like that yeah so I actually have the chase sapphire preferred card which I think I pay maybe $80 a year to have but I love it because when I signed up if you spent $3,000 in the first three months you got 50,000 points and that equated to I think $600 worth if I exchanged it for flights so I was able to book um, a flight back to Australia for that I just booked my flight back to Spain through credit card points so if you're good with a credit card you're not going to go crazy there are a few different credit cards out there that are really worth it and you get um like double back if you spend on travel so Mm -hmm. for instance when I book my airbnbs through that credit card I get cash back on that so if you're obsessed with traveling travel credit cards with benefits are a really good way to maximize the money that you're already spending definitely and no travel um fees no currency conversion fees right 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 and that's huge when traveling international fees that's the word i was looking for i think yeah exactly yeah because sometimes those can add up if you're just using if you didn't know if you use your regular credit card from your regular bank like wells fargo and you're trying to use it in a different country a lot of times you can get really high international fees so like you go to buy a coffee for five five euros and it ends up putting another dollar fee on your thing. So with a travel rewards card like that, that's really helpful. Another really great tip to save money. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be traveling a lot, that's a, a good thing to look into. Yeah, love it. Good point. So back to flights. Um, I think those are mainly the websites that we use. I know there's mm-hmm. a bunch of different websites out there that you can use. Another tip I'd say with the websites is a lot of times if I see a, a cheap flight through one of those websites for example skyscanner or google flights and it's telling me that it's with this specific airline for example ryanair ryanair is a really really cheap um a really cheap airline here in europe Mm -hmm. so if i see that it's through there sometimes i will go on ryanair's website and i can actually get it for a cheaper price on the website because sometimes Mm -hmm. the third providers or third party providers they put the price a little bit higher so sometimes it works not always but i have found 
a couple cheaper flights, not by much. Maybe it's only ten dollars, but still. Yeah, ten bucks, ten bucks. <laughs> yeah. Budget bill. That's a lot in our day. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's good to kind of shop around and not immediately pull the trigger. As fun as it is to just mm-hmm. spontaneously buy stuff, it is good to poke around and see because sometimes, like we've found flights, if you travel a little further from an airport that maybe isn't directly next to you, if you take a little bus ride or fly into the one that's slightly out of town, then you can end up saving some money too. So I mm-hmm. think that's, sorry, that's important to do as Yeah, well. I agree. So going off of the shopping around, because I do think it's important to do your research and kind of check flight prices and not buy immediately when you see a good one all the time. But something I do want to mention about that is a lot of times people will say if you keep searching the flight over and over and over again, the flight, like the airline, no, sorry, you're your online browser knows that you've been looking it up Mm -hmm. over and over and over. And a lot of times that has something to do with how they calculate prices. So what I like to do is I can use, or sometimes I'll use the incognito browsing mode. Mm -hmm. So it's not tracking all of my flight searching or you can clear your cookies as well. Right. Um, So that's a good thing to do if you are looking for flights, just so, I don't know. Airlines use a very complicated system to how they price things. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how we're tracked online today. So you would be surprised to know what uh, information they already have about you. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you keep going back and looking at it, that has happened to me before where it's gone up slowly. And then I thought, dang it, I should have just bought it. Yeah. Like right when I looked at it, but yeah, shop around a little, don't wait on it too long. But also, your browser yeah. history. <laughs> don't keep looking and looking, looking because then chances are it will go up. Yep. Yeah, so with that, so when you're going to book your flight, this has been a rumor for a while. I've seen it online, but I have found it to be true, Mm -hmm. is that booking during different days of the week can affect the prices. Mm -hmm. So I think we've found that Tuesday, Wednesdays are generally the cheapest cheapest day. day to book. Right. Going off of that, I remember reading one time online, who knows if it's true, but I remember reading that airlines will post their flight deals Monday nights. So then that's why Tuesday generally is when it's the cheapest day to find a flight deal Hmm. um and then also just because you know weekends people aren't at work they're at home maybe dreaming about being somewhere else traveling so a lot more people are looking for flights on weekends rather than a random tuesday when they're everyone's at work usually right yeah that's true we wanted to make was the best days we have found or not the best days but the cheapest days to fly out of airports Mm -hmm. so generally What we found is that Wednesdays are usually always the cheapest days to fly in or out of airports. That's when a lot of flight deals get posted. That's when, you know, you find the flights that are $15, $20 somewhere. And it makes sense because Wednesday is a really random in the middle of the weekday. So not a lot Mm -hmm. of people can just leave on a Wednesday and take off work Thursday, Friday, or Monday, Tuesday. So um, it makes sense why they do that. But we have found ways to kind of get around that. We're really lucky with the jobs we have because sometimes it can be flexible where we can make up days. For example, if we work Thursdays, um, sometimes we can leave Wednesday afternoon and make up Thursday a different day, but that's just our job. If you didn't know, we're Auxiliaris de Conversacion here in Spain, so we only work four, well, this year, three (laughs) days a week, (laughs) which is ridiculous. (laughs) generally four, so we either always have Friday or Mondays off. 
So that's one way we can get around that. But if you have flexible travel plans, it kind of goes back to being flexible with everything. Mm-hmm. If you can leave on a Wednesday, that's generally going to be the cheapest day to do mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Also time-wise, like if you are willing to take a really late flight or a really early flight the next day, then um, that's more helpful. And then also the airport that you fly out of. So when I'm looking, I like to play around and find if there's an airport close by that I can get to easily, if it's cheaper to actually fly out or in from there and not necessarily buy a round trip from the same airport. Like for example, Mm -hmm. last May we took a trip to Ibiza and we found a 10 euro flight, but it was from the Valencia airport, which is about a three and a half hour bus ride from Murcia. But we calculated the costs and found that it was more affordable to take that three and a half hour bus ride and get on that 10 euro flight to get Mm -hmm. over to Ibiza and then flew back to Alicante, which is our closer airport. Mm -hmm. So definitely being flexible, getting a little creative with it is a good way to do it. And going off of that, one thing we do want to mention is Uh, we've definitely made this mistake before in the past where you'll find a really cheap flight. It's like, oh my gosh, it's only going to be 10 euros out of Valencia and you don't really calculate all the rest of the costs. So for example, if we didn't look up the bus ticket beforehand, the bus ticket to, from Mercia to Valencia could have been something like 70 euros and then we wasted, we we're not even getting a good deal. Mm -hmm. So in the past we have made that mistake yeah. Um. <laughs> I like to call Bailey budget bill because she will go on. <laughs> Sometimes I have to talk her out of these things because she'll say, oh, we can save 10 euro if we do this flight. And I'm like, Bailey, I don't want to take an overnight bus and train and sleep in an airport just to save 10 euro. It's not worth it. <laughs> okay. Well, I would agree. <laughs> That's not worth it. But um, classic, a classic example of this is when, my favorite. <laughs> when I took a, I think it was around 42 hours journey to get from Spain to London which is such a common flight (laughs) it's really like I could have I think the direct flight they have so many direct flights every single day and I think it's like two hours direct flight maybe Mm -hmm. but I decided to sleep in an airport fly to Brussels have three hours in Brussels take a eight hour bus ride through France under the underwater tunnel to London I think it was like literally 48 hours of traveling. It was so ridiculous. And then in the end, after I calculated everything, I think I only ended up saving like seven euros <laughs> because everything kind of balanced out. So in the beginning, when I was looking at flights and I saw, oh, Brussels is so close to London, I can just take a bus. And the flight there was like 40 euros or something. And then the one to England, I think I remember it being like 150 euros. So in my mind, it made a lot of sense. But then later, after you get the bus and after you spend money on food mm-hmm. and all of that, it really you don't end up saving a lot. So that's yeah. something we both try to consider now when we're looking into flights from further airports or if we're looking, this is another good example, if we're looking at a flight that maybe leaves a day later mm-hmm. but is a lot cheaper, you have to also consider, well, that means another night of accommodation that you have to spend money and food. on and food. So really it ends up being around the same price in the end. Mm-hmm. So, so cost analysis is definitely a, an important factor in it and you have to consider all of that. And another thing with all of these budget airlines, which are so great. Like I love Norwegian 
And maybe a lot of people aren't a fan of it because it's super low budget. But once you understand their costs, because they charge for a bag, they mm-hmm. charge for food, charge practically, for seat, everything. Yeah, practically for breathing. But once you know your way around that and then you can consider all of those factors and then decide if that $200 flight is actually worth it or just go ahead from the start and buy the $400 one instead if you're going to do all of these add-ons if you need to check two bags mm-hmm. if you want the meal. Um, so you have to do your, do your research, number one thing. Yep. Do your research. That's a good point. To the low-budget airlines here in Spain, there's a lot of really common ones like Vueling, Ryanair, and then the most recent one, oh, Wiz, I think. <laughs> Wiz. Wiz. <laughs> We'll report back on that one. (laughs) So we found out recently when booking flights, Wiz Airline was cheaper than Ryanair's. But then we later found out to carry on a bag, it was going to be like an extra 30 euros. Whereas we know with Ryanair, it's 7 euros to carry on a bag. Mm -hmm. Usually about 7 euros. So you also want to take in all of those factors and make sure you do your research before just buying the cheaper flight and paying for all the extras. Whereas maybe the other one's a little bit more expensive, but you're getting so much more with it. You don't have to pay as much for a bag, for example. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Good tips. Okay, so I feel like we've covered a lot with flights, but one last tip I wanted to add is time-wise, how far out you should be booking your flights. Mm -hmm. So I think our general rule of thumb is about three months is good timing. If it's for a popular festival or holiday, then definitely start looking maybe even before that, Mm -hmm. I would say. And then you can always put on a flight tracker so i know google has that feature does skyscanner have that yeah feature? i think it does yeah so you can get email notifications about when your uh, flight price is dropping there's also an app called hopper that will tell you mm-hmm. um and then yeah so i think it's important to make sure that you're booking far enough in advance but sometimes there are flight price drops if you're flexible in wanting to go somewhere and you're okay with not knowing if you're for sure going to be able to go and waiting to see if that price drops Mm -hmm. and just checking back in. Right. Because sometimes airlines will just post last minute flights. They're just trying to um, sell all of their seats they have left. So you can find a really cheap flight, really last minute. And that kind of goes back to the whole being flexible idea. If you can be flexible, you can sometimes find a really cheap flight last minute. All right. So I'd say that covers it for this episode of budget travel tips for flights. Our next episode is going to be all about budget travel for accommodation and activities. So give it a listen and let us know if you enjoyed it. 